Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Casual Master Quest. Hello, I'm Nick, and we are Casual Master Quest. I'm Tyler. Believe it, motherfuckers! Uh, okay, we have a very special episode planned today for you guys. Hey guys, it's that time All of right. year where we celebrate that warm, special feeling, feeling or being with friends and family. Uh, Tyler, have you have you been drinking again? Is that what it was? I figured it was the holiday spirit. Well, let's let's hope holiday spirit can be cleaned out with tums and water. Vodka or no, we have a nice slew of awards that belong to the hot, the wacky, and the pants wedding worst this year. This episode is dedicated to some of the best and worst moments in gaming in 2018. That's right, Nick. Glorious times. But most importantly in my eyes, we want to grieve in memorial for someone we lost this week. Someone... Someone very important. Oh, oh no. Tyler, did Louis die? Wait, Lou. Louis, as in Papa Louis Arcades? Papa Louis. No, what the f. No, your dog, Louis. What about him? SMH my head, dude. Who the fuck died? No, what happened to Louis? Sweet mother of Zelda, nothing happened to Louis. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nehru. Mother of protection and all that is love and holy. Okay, so who died? <sighs> Oh, right. I just said we lost someone. I don't know why you had to bring up my dog or the well-known internet game site, Papa Louie Arcades. Hashtag ad. Tyler, focus. Who did we lose? We, we, lost, we lost a lot, man. Not just a person, but a concept. An internet homage to all that is sacred. A Japanese adult animation site. Not, not, not Tumblr. Ladies and gentlemen, on the depth of a weeaboo platform, we are both proud and horrified for the one-time return of the Nick Switch Initiative. Um, and on that note, we are now accepting applications for a new co-host. Nick, it is one question and one question only, and it is worth three points. You need three points to win. Damn it, Tyler. That, that's how it starts. It starts with the one question, and before you know it, you're quizzing me every week to trying to buy me a new green card. Never mind. Carry on. The topic of the quiz is Japanese adult animation. Are you ready to rumble? Hi. Oi. Question number one, what website, and this is worth three points, Nick, what website hosts Japanese adult animation, also known as a haven for hentai? 
that was taken down this week? Was it A. Pornhub, B. Baku, C. Hentai Haven, or D. Tumblr? What do I win? A box full of nothing, box not included. Nice. Do I get any lifelines? Oh, oh, uh, fuck up. Judges? Weird whispering. All right, you get one lifeline, but no one is here to save you, Nick. There's no one here. You're all alone, buddy. Aha. I activate my trap card. Hideo Kojima, I summon B. Nani! Behold, it is I, Kojima-sama. I speak fluent English for content purposes. Kojima-sama. What hentai site has been recently taken down? How did you summon Kojima? Come on, Tyler, dude. Trap card. Keep up, old man. It is in the rule book, noob. Last! Foiled again! Ah, hentai. My inspiration. My truth hidden in the clouds of the corporate structures holding me down. I was freed that fateful day, with death stranding as my herald to the truth. Yeah, 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 that's all great and all, but really, I need a hand here, bud. What's the answer? A haven to all that is hentai and good, lost forevermore. I can only think of one star whose twinkle lost its place in the deep, dark sky that is our hearts. Listen here, bud, we only have about two hours an episode. You gotta, you gotta hurry it up. A place where we can join hands, knowledge. Lost, beauty, all in one in our secret base. Outer Haven. Uh, Nick, is that your final answer? Oh my God, this guy's useless. Every I use I use the spell card Mystical Space Typhoon to banish Kojima. What? But I haven't even shown you my latest trailer. It's just a rehash. Well, with more tone up, buddy. No, no. Yeah. Anyways, my my final answer is C. Anti Haven. Oh, oh, wait. He's coming back, but only a little. Oh, he's he's gone again. Okay. Final answer, C? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, for three points to win the game, that is correct! Congratulations, Nick. You won the Nick's Swift Initiative again! A moment of silence and an F in chat, please, for Hentai Haven. Oh, wait. 
Hentai Haven is currently being saved by another hentai site called Faku, blessed be the hentai gods. Man, what a year it's been, huh, Tyler? Yeah, it has. So, uh, what's game of the year? Fortnite. Oh, fuck you! Find a spot around the fireplace, you goons. It's time for another tale of Casual Master Quest. Everybody and welcome to a very special episode of the Casual Master Quest. This is going to be the Game of the Year Awards announcements. I am Tyler, and joined with me is Nick, as always. How's it going, buddy? Uh, pretty good. I'm excited for this one. This is going to be a, a very, maybe not heated one, because the Flames have already been banned. We actually forgot to chose the winners of each one of these. So we're, we're going to have to pick up one out right on the spot. And uh, we both got to look good, so we're going to put up our uh, peacock feathers and say, eh, we're going to pick this one. No, I want this one. We'll see. We'll see. Because uh, there's a couple ones I might have my foot firm. We'll see what happens here. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got a little distracted. Um, what's what's going on, man? What's, what's, what's hanging on your cape? Nothing. I'm just going over these. Uh, we, we have a bunch of... Uh, we, we mentioned this before. We have some interesting categories. Um... We wanted to separate ourselves a little bit from the standard Game of the Year awards, uh, going around all the different publications and all the official awards. So we have a few unique ones and a few meme ones and some serious ones. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you all think of our nominees and our chosen winners. Nick, aka LR Warrior Eleven on Twitter. Do you are you trying to suggest that we don't have anything like best game of the year for the Xbox One or something like that? Uh, I I can confirm that we do not have standard categories such as best game of the year, best soundtrack, best uh, whatever the fuck you want to, whatever your standard categories are. Oh man, if we're not going to follow the conventional methods of a mainstream of society, are we going to be even that entertaining? I'm kind of nervous now, Nick. What's going on here? We'll be fine. We we have a we have a spicy opening. We have some very spicy habanero level shit going on over there. Jeez very particular categories that I'm very excited by and I think we're going to put up a good argument for for us to maybe possibly set the industry standard one day. Ooh, I like this. I like this cuz I'm looking at these questions right now. I feel like uh if I were to describe a setting for these questions, it's like sitting in a house on fire saying, "This is fine." Kind of questions like, "Ooh, boy, this is going to be fun." Hot takes. Hot takes. Nothing but hot takes. Nick, take it away. What's the first one? What's the category for our first uh so our, our, our first category is most casual game of the year. Uh, now, mind you, uh, it's it's kind of standard. Uh, I agree. But uh, going over this list and a lot of the nominees, I realized that a lot of these games we're picking out based on the games we've played. A lot of the nominees, I mean. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it is very much a bias, uh, very much a biased award. Oh yeah, we're uh, going to all thing. the way, admittedly. And. Um, it's it's gonna be good, but also maybe give some other people an insight into uh, games outside of the meta. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, first category: most casual game of the year. Which is kind of fitting, considering we are casual master quest, so that does make sense. Yes. Um. So starting with, our, starting with most casual game of the year, our norm- nominees are RimWorld, 
Let's go Pikachu and Eevee. And just Pokemon Pikachu. Quest. Okay. And Dragalia Lost. Good, good four titles. Uh, now, when I think of casual, I'm thinking of relaxing. I can, you know, put it up, can put it down anytime I want, and that's not a reference to anything else besides these games. So, which of these games? Uh, I mean, we, we listed these four. What game just maybe not screams casually screams most casual game? Like, ah, uh, like it's not troubling anybody. You know, it's a, it's a you know a soft intensity, but it's still a fun game. Uh. Uh. Considering the fact that there's no breeding, I would argue let's go. Let's go does uh, take out uh, that that is that is the super casualization. Now it's weird because talking to them about most casual game and the way that you just said it right there kind of takes up a whole new meaning. Like uh, oh, you just simplified it. Mm. <laughs> you see, uh, when it comes to most casual game, uh, I did not touch RimWorld. I believe that's your territory. We both played yeah. Pokemon Pikachu, which does take a little bit of effort, especially when you're trying to catch Pokemon or you know level up your Pokemon. Uh, Dragalia Lost, you know, is a good tap game, but there's some intense moments with uh, you know swiping around and doing raids and whatnot. However, there is one game in the list where you simply just push a button and you watch shit happen. And occasionally you can push buttons manually if you want to spice it up, and that's Pokemon Quest. Uh, personally, I feel like Pokemon Quest is probably the most casual, laid-back game out of the list here. What's your argument, but, though? But even with casual games, you want to feel like you're doing something, even if it's minimal. And uh, Let's Go does give you that uh, where you still have to actively do things, but leveling is really not that difficult when you think about it. If you keep, you know, catch a certain set at the beginning and just go through the game, it makes your starter, your partner Pokemon incredibly easy to use, uh, overpowered. It has max IVs from the beginning, and you can uh, learn a bunch of variety moves to cover just about any uh, gym. Um, mm. There's no competitive scene, really, for Let's Go. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some fools that are going to try regardless of what happens. I'm, I'm almost certain that there's going to be a competitive scene for Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu. Uh, it's just... I mean, the the closest thing I can think of, like hardcore casual, when it comes to that game, is uh, shiny hunting. You're just running around and trying to catch, you know, the, the yeah, shiny version yeah. of the chance you want for some reason. And if you play in handheld mode, it's even easier to catch Pokemon. All you got to do really is just uh, use a joystick to move the camera around and just press A to throw the ball. That is true. That is true. Yeah, which enables you to sit in bed or sit on the couch and watch something while you play and not have to worry too much. And if your Switch dies, then you can switch to your phone. So you have a buffer before you get to the casual game on your phone. Now, you do realize you're speaking on behalf of Pokemon Quest, which is also out on the phone, correct? Yes, I know. So I'm saying you have a buffer, and so the buffer would come first. Hmm, hmm. Uh, Pokemon Quest, a game that you just push a button and you can either set it to automated to let the numbers go up for you and your major activity is cooking to get more Pokemon to make numbers go up. Or Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, where you're moving around often. I mean, I'll work with you, but I, I feel like I got my heart set on Pokemon Quest over here, man. It, can you, If you want to convince me otherwise or have a hard stance, we can agree to disagree and just kind of split the tie. I mean, I respect your opinion, even though it's wrong, but... Um... I don't have an authority here. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe... Maybe Tyler um, will pull your plug. Uh, I don't know what happens here. We're talking about needing a new person, <laughs> didn't we, earlier, huh? And that's good. We're looking for a new co-host. What's going on here? I, I, I see the point that you're making. 
What's um, point? The one that I'm like low ball threatening you in the corner over here, or the no, most casual- the actual point in terms of the most casual game, uh, where you don't really have to do much and you get everything automated. But is that too casual though? Because I I, I feel like it is because you don't really get. So do like we having- change it from most casual game or best casual game? Best casual game. I feel like it should be best casual game. If, yeah. if we're gonna go for that, because most casual, I feel like easily, uh, we should do uh, best casual game because most casual game just means uh, the laziest thing. We're just gonna talk about you know clickers. And, you know, right? We yeah, yeah. we're we're, we're taking a full deep dive into semantics here. Um, best casual game would work. Yeah. Okay, we will. Uh, we're gonna. You know, this is our first year doing the awards. So best casual game. Then I would. Uh, you know, I would stop my deep diving, of course, yeah. because uh, yeah. it's not the longest. Just the deepest uh and i would agree with that let's go pikachu let's go eevee is probably the best casual game uh it's a lot more casual compared to its counterparts with all the other pokemon games uh you know it's nice and simple it's easy no breeding you just catch pokemon you don't even have to you know the only time you actually got to defeat pokemon to catch them is like legendaries or event pokemon so it's even plus if you want and even then there's no need for you to even go find them like you have to actively go look for them so it it has a very surface layer and then you keep going further and further into the layers where you have to actually explore like any other pokemon game which i appreciated where you got to go like from the get-go the moment you get surf you can go and get zapdos that is true that is true all right so i guess uh with the revamp of the title uh best casual game we're gonna go for pokemon let's go eevee is that the case that is the case. Yes, okay, sir. going once, going twice, sold. Best casual case. Sorry, best casual game. Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. What is our next category? Uh, next category, speaking of Nintendo and our love and hatred of it, uh, next one is going to be Nintendo's Bunk Game of the Year. There was a lot of games that Nintendo released this year that are first party and you know, got really hyped up for it through the directs and all that stuff, including myself and a few other suckers. But when it came to actually playing it, turned out might have not been as great as you thought it was right all right now this is your territory tyler uh tell me what's going on with these nominees okay so i got four nominees for you uh for different various reasons uh the first one is mario tennis aces all right pokemon quest nintendo labo and wario wear gold now the different reasons for this fairly simple mario tennis aces was as promised a you know delivered good mario tennis game however it also had a god-awful online system especially when you wanted to play with other people that you know if you wanted to play four different people on four different switches i'm pretty sure you can't and still can't to this day uh the story campaign was pretty lackluster i'm actually sure it's like less than two three hours and so its main prime uh aspect was multiplayer and the fact that they shit in the bed a lot in terms of the online multiplayer I just can't feel it. Plus, there was a lot of issues with internet connectivity where it seems like half the games, whenever I try to play, full power in my end, and all of a sudden, it'll just drop the red bar. And a red bar on the you know screen for the Wi-Fi connectivity or whatever on it decides whether or not I win or lose a match. Right. Now, Pokemon Quest, uh, Pokemon Quest was an interesting, fun, sucking, or time-sucking game. And uh, to the point to where I, I, I bought the the whatever the pack was to show my support for it because i thought i was going to play it for a while but then i realized i was just sitting there watching the shit happen over and over again there was just numbers going up and once i beat the game it was like oh you can do more if you want to i'm like no this is just an elaborate clicker game at this point and it was disappointing afterwards uh nintendo labo 
uh fairly simple was trying to hype it up as like a you know the next uh thing from uh, nintendo that was going to be groundbreaking this is the new you know our, our fight against psvr and uh xbox connect level shit this is labo labo and it didn't work it sucks because it did work but it worked for about 10 minutes people lost interest in it immediately then it started getting you know the cardboard breaks and all that shit and after a month everybody fucking they forgot about it and that really sucks because it feels like uh there's some good potentialness that's not a word that could go with labo labo and it just stinks that it went downhill so quickly (sighs) and warioware gold i love warioware i love with all my heart and I'm pretty sure WarioWare Gold in itself is a great game. Problem is, though, it came out on the wrong system. It came out for the 3DS. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. If it in came 2018, out, it came out for the 3DS? I'm pretty sure the Nintendo Switch has all the technology built that the you know 3DS can mimic at this point. Camera, touch, screen, movement, you name it, Switch has it at this point. But they decided to really screw up and uh, put it on the 3ds now that's just a personal opinion people who played on the 3ds i'm sure enjoyed it but it would have been so much better if it came out for the switch but those are my four choices and my reasoning behind it what do you personally think is the the worst one or the, the biggest gripe uh based purely on your uh reasoning i would probably pick tennis aces okay um because everything else seems kind of like a hit and a miss at least they're trying something whereas with WarioWare, it's like um why would you put it on the 3ds i kind of get it it's to push more units but then the 3ds is a dying unit uh system so why would you want to push more of it uh it's it's one of those things uh doesn't seem like it's about the game itself tennis aces um it's 20 it's 2018 really there are there have been there has been good infrastructure network infrastructure for video games for long considerably long time now this shouldn't still be the case for a modern system I should have realized it when they had the uh, the test demo for the couple of weekends that they had to come out, and it was just laggy left and right. Now, granted, it could be they be you know they might be doing peer the peer where uh, if the other person has crappy internet, it's gonna screw the whole thing up anyways. But yeah, you're right. WarioWare Gold is a good game, and on the track it was set on, it performed admirably. Nintendo Labo had a very great strong start, and then just a abysmal finish. Pokemon Quest uh, did fairly good, but it plateaued, and it was a free game in the first place, so it's not like it was a huge loss. But Mario Tennis Aces is is a game that I was trying to pump up, up and up in the sky, but I just really couldn't bring it up. Nobody else wanted to play it by the time I, you know, I think they, you know, tried fixing things. There was just not enough offered for a $60 game, so uh, if if you're okay with the idea of Mario Tennis Aces being Nintendo Bunk Game of the Year, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty down for putting that. Let's do it. All right. Mark down. Nintendo's bunked game of the year. Mario Tennis Aces. What's the next one, though, Nick? Take it away, bud. Uh, coming up, we have the best drunk game of the year. Uh, oh, boy. For uh, our fellow functional alcoholics out there, this one's for you. Drink one for us, buddy. Uh, our nominees are Fortnite. Ooh. Sea of Thieves. Ooh. Super Mario Party. Okay. Okay. So... We we got we got a lot to try to convince each other on this one. Uh, the reason why Fortnite is on here is because the only way I'll play Fortnite now is if I'm drinking. I'm not sure if that's the best drunk game of the year. It's it's the only game I'd play if I'm having a little bit to drink and I'm with friends too. At the that, the way the game is, 
That is also true. If I play by myself drunk, then I can't laugh at myself because the person that sniped me from 30 feet was like, ha, that guy's an idiot. It's like, no, I'm just drunk. Really, guys. <laughs> um, uh, Super Mario. Thieves. Okay. Oh, okay, just... okay. No, let's, we did... let's, let's talk about Super Mario Party first because I don't know much. I kind of know about Super Mario Party, but not enough. And okay. then we'll get to Sea of Thieves because we both played that for sure. Like extensively, more so than Fortnite. That is true. Okay, so Super Mario Party... As we all know and love, uh, it just came out a couple, well, uh, less than a month ago on the uh, Nintendo Switch. It's a good, fun family game. It has a good, you know, competitive scene to it. Not between like actual competitive scenes, but like when but, I like, say competitive, personally scene, competitive. Yeah, friends and family. This is on the same level as Super Smash Brothers when you, you, you're, you and your 10 year old friends are playing all together. Uh, preferably, you're also 10, but if you're 25, I'm not going to judge you. But Super Mario Party inspires a lot of competitiveness and that can be amplified so well with alcohol as it turns out now on the other hand you got to be concerned because it's infamous that mario party has destroyed some friendships maybe not permanently but it's guarded like you know controller tossing i'm done talking to you level shit and if you're above the age of 21 and you're drinking and playing this game with somebody things could really go downhill real quick now i don't know if that makes it the best drunk game of the year but it is probably the best effective drunk game right, of the year. Right. So uh, you know, that's 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 my argument for Super Mario Party. Okay. But we do have a heavyweight champion over here. A game that uh loves the idea of you getting tankered just doing whatever the hell you want and being as vulgar and filthy as you'd like it. Nick. I, I I think Sea of Thieves might actually have this because I have on YouTube, I'm pretty sure, between five and ten hours of recorded footage with me making sure that I am no less than completely plastered while playing that game. Alongside multiple other friends who were also getting plastered playing that game. And by God, that game is such a fun thing because, A, when you're in a game where you don't know what you should be doing... That means you don't know what you're doing. And when you have four drunk people on a ship not knowing what they should be doing, it just turns into a, hey, is that a sail over there? Let's ram that and see what happens. And it's just just going on this weird. It's like being able to drive while drunk without any of the risk. And I know that's terrible. That's terrible to say. But when people want to have a joyride and they can just do it in a game and just you know, surf on a ship. Now, don't ever do this in real life because I feel like I'm, you know, I'm going to really push the, uh, you know, video game violence is real kind of shit. <laughs> but being drunk while sailing on a ship and shooting cannonballs at shit is it's just the best. Especially when you when you get competitive with another ship because getting drunk raged at another ship who potentially is either drunk or very high because another thing i noticed about playing with random people they love smoking weed while you know, flying on the ship <laughs> or sailing on the ship i i just feel like that it's it's memorable to this day like i told you myself earlier it's like man i want to play sea of thieves and hell you're like i should you know i want to get sea of thieves you know, let's get drunk together and play sea of thieves and it's like it does that it's weird because there's no you know, there's there's content now. There's not too much, it's not like a Destiny redeemed level. You know, but you know, oh boy, I kind of pulled for a later date. But mm. I, what what are you thinking, man? Um, there is there is no other game, not the, not that, uh, not that the devs push this or promote this, 
but at, on your own there's no other better way to be fully immersed in the game unlike sea of thieves and alcohol because yeah. you're a pirate you go out you can be an asshole you can go hey look this guy just raided that uh, skull fort let's steal all of his shit or let's just blow his ship up and drunk people and, love doing that shit in real life, but they, if they're not assholes, they can't do it. But here they can because they're pirates. And nobody gets hurt. And, it, you know, the when you get bored and you don't know what the fuck to do, everybody pulls out fucking instruments and start playing Flight of the Valkyries while completely drunk. Yeah. And then one of them doesn't want to play the accordion because he got two others. So you start dinging the bell and beat. <laughs> and it's fantastic. And then you go buy a fucking sloop and they're like, what the fuck is going on? They just see four people just and, playing accordions. And you can even get drunk in real life and in game and try and sail the ship. It's oh, fan- man. Hardcore. Um, um, that being said, though, the art style is generally not my thing. But the moment I saw the water physics, I was I was blown away by how beautiful the game is. It is pretty damn good, um, and so I can understand why uh, recreational drugs would be bought into the picture here to fully immerse <laughs> oneself into the game. Um, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, this is this is going to be this is a clear winner for me in the best drunk game of the year category. Okay, of Thieves, I wasn't sure. This meant a lot to me. You know this, right? Yeah, Sea of Thieves is a fantastic game uh, to have fun with friends. It started off in the year with not as much content, but. It, it the game it's not like it wasn't like no man's sky at uh, launch they didn't uh give us false expectations they told us exactly what would be in the game um and it wasn't going to be enough but people still bought it because of the potential to make memories with friends and to do all this crazy shit and all this fun shit and just be uh the worst possible version of yourself but still have fun at the same time Absolutely. um see if these does take this away cool awesome it is markdown best drunk game of the year or for the politically correct people, best game to have a drink while playing game of the year, Sea of Thieves. Now, next one is uh, a bit of a, a friendly shout out to uh, one of our previous hosts. Uh, the next award goes to the game we knew Cam would have loved to talk about this year of the year. Oh boy, I'm excited for this one. I so, wonder what uh, the games are going to be. We uh, we are our, our main contender and uh, only contender uh, is some Persona game. Now, uh, I want to make the heavy argument that uh, for some Persona game, I think Cam would have loved to talk about it if it one came out this year. Uh, I mean, um, do you have any opposing thoughts here? What's going on here? No, no, I agree with you. Uh, he would have loved to talk about some Persona game and Chie, if if I remember correctly. Yes, uh, uh, a man of quality and taste, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he had his fill with uh, dancing all night. And you know, dancing through the stars. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think Cam is persona hungry. I think he's. You, you uh, think he's still hungry? I think he's writing letters to the CEO of the developer, trying <laughs> of, of to Atlas. get them to push out more games. <laughs> Hello, Atlas Helpline. Uh, do you need, have any troubles uh, trying to get through one of our dungeons? No, I need more content <laughs> for the Vitas, please. No, he he said flat out that you know he, he if if I ever came on the Vita, he can perpetuate meme or no he he. He loves Persona, and yeah, shout out and for I him. I respect that. Yeah. So uh, for the the game we knew Cam would have loved to talk about of the year, uh, some Persona game. Uh, what's next up, though? Uh, this one is a uh, a special category for myself, I think. Yes, um, uh, I'm gonna fight you though. You better watch out. That's fine. Uh, best redemption story of the year. Okay. Nom- nominees are Old School Runescape, No Man's Sky. Uh, no Man's Sky next specifically. That I see what you're doing here. Nick. Up. You're, you're and, setting up your shot. 
And last but not least, Destiny 2 Forsaken. I was waiting for you to say, ladies and gentlemen who are looking so great today, I present to you the finest option, maybe, Destiny 2 Forsaken. So No Man's Sky next, Old School of RuneScape for the mobile, or Destiny 2 Forsaken. Now, yes. best redemption story of the year. A, a story of a game who might have been down in the slump for months, maybe even years, and got a return to form that exceeded all expectations to some extent. Now, which one do you want to try to make the argument first for? Or do you want me to take a shot at one? Um, I'll just get uh, D2 out of the way, really. Um, uh, because I've talked about it plenty enough. Uh, it, no. had a shitty, it had a shitty first year. They took all the feedback, all the community's criticism, and churned out uh, a game worthy of its original price tag, I think. Um, it still has ongoing issues. There's still things that some parts of the community are not happy about. I agree with a lot of these things, and it's going to take some time to work. But from a PvE point of view, I think they redeemed themselves from the first year. When did Destiny 2 Forsaken come out? Uh, September 4th or September 6th, 2018. Now, you're talking about Destiny 2 Forsaken. Now, yes. you, you said the uh, first year. Do you mean this entire year is shit the bed? What's going on here? What's your argument? Yeah, from um, from launch, so September 2017 till the end of August. That's uh, year one of Destiny 2. Okay. Um, it, it There was nothing to do. It was just a unfun, boring game. Uh, whoever's editing this podcast, play the, the saddest song that's probably used by PETA in those pet commercials right here, please. Um, there was not as much content, like the content that was in the full first year that included base game, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind was overshadowed monumentally by the content in Forsaken. That I can agree. I I, I played through in quick succession, mind you, but in terms of the uh, the main campaign for each of those, Forsaken was for sure the best. And I'm pretty sure that uh, our, you know, Cam and Spirit, he, he would probably agree. Uh no man's sky next i don't have any uh love for this game regardless of whether it became good or not so you're gonna have to push hard on that so let me uh put the strong case old school runescape now for anybody who remembers runescape you know the game we all knew and loved since 1998 or whatever when it was a you know a simple text-based game before i even had 3d models people loved the game the idea of just you know uh, cutting willow trees getting shrimp and all that stuff but like most people, except for the you know, with the exception of some man children, aka me, uh, their dreams died by the time they you know went to middle school or high school, and you know the majority of the population grew out of it sometime around like 2006, 2007 at the latest, and that is when old school RuneScape kind of went into the hills, and the concept of RuneScape three came out. Uh, you know, the HD RuneScape that was going to implement uh, cool new special attacks and moves a la World of Warcraft style. People hated the shit out of it. I'm not one of those people, mind you, but people just viciously hated it. Like, this isn't the RuneScape I know and love. I just want to go fishing. It's like, you can, but you'll have a hot bar of actions. No, I don't want that. That's too hard. You can automate <laughs> it. No! And so they stayed away from it from 10 fucking years. 10 years, one of their favorite MMOs just stayed in the dirt, dead to them. And all of a sudden, this year, after a long and abated breath, 
old school RuneScape came back. Not just old school of RuneScape, though. Old school of RuneScape on the mobile. Something everybody has. Everybody on their phone was able to play a game that they loved as a child that they, you know, kind of wish they could play, but they didn't want to, you know, play, you know, like the new fancy. Because you could play old school RuneScape on the computer, but on the phone. It was a game changer. That's my argument. What about No Man's Sky next? What, what words to get a save for? <laughs> um, no Man's Sky, as is commonly referred to as No Man's Lie. Um, a lot of things were promised at initial... I like what you did there. That's pretty smart. You're pretty yeah, smart, man. Yeah, I try it. sometimes. Uh, it was... Um, we were promised things that didn't actually happen or were not in the game uh, before launch and at launch. Um and it it was a it was a fun game initially, uh, you know. Don't get me wrong. Was it though? Yeah, no. To, uh, it it, was it a died fun down really quick. Game. It was a fun game, a fun exploration game initially. Yes. But I'll there was give you never that. not that much to do, even like at the start, and then it died off really quick. Um, mind you, I did not play No Man's Sky at first release. I did watch a lot of Let's Plays exclusively, and then it just seemed like a kind of game that I'd get into. But if there was a little bit more to do. And then No Man's Sky next came. There was a Steam summer sale. I figured, why the heck not? For 20 bucks, it seems like a fun game. I could try it out. Uh, I've put about 30-ish, 40 hours into it because of other games. But I've had fun in those 40 hours. It's added so many more... It's it's added so many more avenues for a person to explore as compared to base game. Um for me, what makes this a redemption story more than anything else, I couldn't talk to you fully about how much they added or specifics like that. But the fact that Hello Games is like, yeah, we fucked up, um, but we're not going to abandon this. We're not going to sell it out. We're not going to fuck our coworkers. Are, are, are you trying to take a shot at any other companies to start with T? Don't know what you don't know what you're talking about, Tyler. And never Alpel Games. Mm, never, okay. never, never heard of it. Okay. Um, uh, so they they stuck with it. They took I mean, all the there feedback. Was, Hello Games. There was a point where, uh, like, the main headquarters was boarded up, so people couldn't get in or you know bug them. Like, there was a, a good dark couple of months for them. Of course, no, and it's it's always hard. As and I, you can make the argument for any industry uh, when shit goes wrong, when they did something wrong, but at least they didn't. Uh, turn away from it. At least they didn't. Um... There was a couple of months though that we seriously thought we did. Now maybe that makes the redemption that much sweeter. But they went just gone in the dark. Shadows gone for a little while. Because sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to like shut from, yourself off and figure it out. From a financial standpoint, you know, not putting your neck out even further for the axe is probably the smarter move. I think it was pretty much, hey, we screwed up. We're sorry. And then they went in the dark for a couple of months, and over time they just started. They they just pounded hard trying to work on the updates, make sure you know. Let's let's make No Man's Sky great again, or I yeah, guess because just great in general. Again, they're they're a company realized we we rely on our workers, so let's not fuck them further and decide what to do so they can be okay. And they really stuck with it. Trial and error pushed out a bunch of free updates, and they're really making it work. And they made it work. Uh, the game's fun to play. Uh, touching back on Destiny Two Forsaken, another thing I want to give it credit for is yes, I, I know this is kind of shooting old school RuneScape in the foot here. Uh, 
Bungie made a couple of good moves here, first off, that you know got not only redeemed themselves, but also it attracted a finer audience or a wider audience. They did moves such as uh, PlayStation Plus. They let the vanilla copy of the game come out for absolutely free for people like me to pick up and offered me a uh, sweet DLC for half off and all that stuff. Now, yeah. that was for the PS4 players. Now, it's like, well, why, why is it if people wanted to get on PC? Two weeks after the game came out, they realized that, you know, that was a small mistake, and they, they took it one step further. Not only did they offer a bundle, they offered the bundle at a very, very reasonable price. I'm talking like what, thirty dollars, forty dollars? I think. I guess, I guess so. Something like that. You get, it, it, uh, it was, you got the year one expansions included as well. It, yes, it was, it was such a reasonable deal. Like, hey, the first game wasn't worth sixty, uh, you know, as much as we would like it to be. So, after all, for what we've done, we're going to give you the whole damn thing for like 40 something dollars plus some thank yeah. you for giving us a shot and yeah. they 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 cut their own losses fucking bungee the, the the creator of halo like bow down its head and realize that you know the players had spoken and they needed to listen and they did it and not only that they, they it feels like they're doing something for the people every single day it, 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 i i mean does no man's sky offer that too uh no man's uh, uh actually yes they're they're pushing out free content almost on a regular basis uh there was a recent update maybe two weeks ago a week ago okay. uh, that added uh like a massive uh the underwater biomes used to be pretty much the same you couldn't really explore underwater but now you can't and you can build underwater create underwater bases there are three different kinds of underwater biomes and they pushed they were just rolling out all these updates for free you played destiny 2 forsaken You've played No Man's Sky next. My heart's with Destiny 2 Forsaken, but I know if you told me that No Man's Sky next was the best redemption story of the year, I would believe you because you chose it over Destiny 2. What I are you would, thinking, though? I would pick No Man's Sky 2. Um, Bungie still has a way to go to regain the uh, full trust of everybody. Uh, I do want to commend them, though, for being a little bit more open than they were uh, communication-wise over what's happening with the game, but they still have a ways to go with that. But the the proudest I've been of Bungie this year was when Activision specifically stated that they're not happy with uh, the sales that uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken has bought in. And Bungie basically said, no, we're happy. Uh, we want to make sure that our players are happy in the long run. Basically, a big fuck you to Activision, which is which is what um, I've I've been waiting for because Activision's influence seems like it's been growing uh, steadily, not only on Bungie but also on Blizzard. Yes, which... I mean Blizzard in general because we've seen heavy hands like uh, Heroes of the Storm and whatnot be taken, well, not taken down, but maintenance wise, uh, they're no longer going to be working on. Uh, Heroes of the Storm anymore. I'm pretty sure not as regularly. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's on the hand of uh, Activision's part, and so we know what Activision can do. Uh, yeah. But you're right. I do believe Destiny Two Forsaken has uh, potential for maybe not uh, best redemption story of the year, but if they uh, go with the same trajectory and hit a good good couple of shots, maybe best redemption story of the next you know few years. But this year, this very specific situation, I believe there was a perfect storm, and that's what No Man's Sky next was. So, yeah. if you're okay with that, for are you sure. done with and it? Not, yeah, okay. and not to discredit Jagex, but, um, you know, props to them for giving us a game, uh, you know, people love back, but 
they didn't really do anything as much. They didn't do anything as monumentally uh, messed up as No Man's Sky has, as Hello Games True, had. they never fucked up. It was they never more... fucked up. They just tried something different. It was a hit or a miss. Uh, it just didn't stick. And then they're like, all right, well, we, we either have to stick with this and figure things out. And then they just gave players what they wanted, really. Okay, so yeah. love to Jagex for you know bringing something back that we love. You didn't screw up, so you didn't really qualify for that. For maybe that's better for you. I don't know. Destiny Two, you got a little ways to go, but you're on the right track. Hello Games, this one's for you, buddy. Best resent or re- best redemption story of the year goes to No Man's Sky. Next, I'm I'm very excited for this next category, Tyler. Yeah, I bet because uh, there's a couple of interesting contenders. It's like. <laughs> let's let's see who can you're not, uh, not going to hear it coming tyler please take it away uh so the next uh award that we would like to give out to is for the absolutely not surprised that this game shit the bed of the year so what are the contenders here nick uh we've got nick we have nick 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 nickelodeon kart racers we've got nickelodeon kart racers we've got Quiet Man, Metal Gear Survive, and my absolute favorite game of the year. Actually, my personal game of the year, Fallout 76. It's not my personal game of the year. <laughs> oh, man. So many asterisks fell down so fast. I thought it was just a starry night. Uh, absolutely not surprised that this game shit the bed. Quiet Man, Metal Gear Survive, Fallout 76, Nickelodeon Kart Racers. Now, you, you put Nickelodeon Kart Racers in. And I feel like it deserved honorable mention, but I'm going to prepare to knock it out as we speak. So, oh, yeah, no, fuck that game. <laughs> so for those who don't know, Nickelodeon Kart Racers came out not even two, three months ago. Have you heard of it? Me I've neither. I've heard of it until today. Nickelodeon, one of the biggest children's and, you know, teenagers, uh, you know, cartoons in the world. Uh, I would say shadowed only by uh, companies such as Disney and whatnot and, and in the cable business had a kart racing game that should have been huge but it absolutely did not yeah, i'm pretty sure that uh its average score was less than 50 percent. so you know a game that should have been big totally didn't you know it just completely crapped out uh i actually am minorly surprised but maybe it's because they advertised so ne- i think they negative advertised like they paid people to not talk about it because it just not got it did not get mentioned anywhere i didn't it even notice out- it it came out October 23rd, 2018 for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Oh, man. Is, it, was it like $50, $60 right now, US? $50. Ooh, hmm. uh, I mean, if we play in the next uh, half hour, we could totally declare a game of the year. Do you want to change this? <laughs> you want to make it or break it? Uh, I, I I do think Nickelodeon Kart Racers is out. So I, I would say Quiet Man, Metal Gear Survive, or Fallout 76. Yes. All right. Who, what, what argument do you want to make first? Um, I want to eliminate Quiet Man. Okay. So Square Enix's uh, Quiet Man, uh, Square Enix published it, mind you. Uh, yes. A lot of people were kind of upset that Square Enix has been uh, focusing their attention away from games such as Kingdom Hearts 3, which is now finished, as we have uh, learned, and uh, the episodic uh, adventure of Final Fantasy 7 alongside uh the life is strange series uh they they focus on that alongside this or sorry instead of kingdom hearts and final fantasy they focused on this game and life is strange now people got really hyped up for quiet man you know being hyped up as the 
Um, the next big thing by uh, published by Sony. I mean, what game or who made Quiet Man? I don't know, but I don't understand how people got excited about Quiet Man with literally no information about it. Um, I mean, to some extent, we knew that based on the first trailer that was shown at E3, it was going to be about, uh, uh, it was probably going to be an action game involving uh, a man who was deaf or maybe was super silent. We we just weren't sure. Um, and honestly, I haven't seen it make a splash on anything. I... It just it just died. It had a quiet death. Oh, you just did that, didn't you? So the developers for Quiet Man, Human Head Studios, alongside Square Enix, actually having some in-house work on it. Uh, yeah, they tried really hard trying to make this sound like this was going to be a sens- sensational film game, almost uh, you know revolutionary, quite like uh, you know Detroit Become Human. Uh, and it didn't quite make it. In fact, uh, it didn't make it at all. It, it went out with a whimper. And then even afterwards, uh, like two weeks later, they're like, we're going to add uh, voices now so uh, you can understand what's going on. And it's like, I don't think I want to know what's going on at this point. It's like, I think it'd be better off being mysterious. It's like hearing strange noise coming from the back of your house. And you're like, what is that? That's so weird. It's just me taking a big ass shit. And it's like, <laughs> I don't need to know that. Just leave it mysterious because it's going to be crappy in that case, literally. And so, yeah, you're right. Uh, Quiet Man kind of beefed it. Uh, so we already knew it was going to shit the bed. So, I mean, that is kind of worthy of the award, though. So. Actually, yeah. No, I, I've uh, contradicted myself. Quiet Man is worthy of um, of uh, winning this category. Uh, we have the other game, Metal Gear Survive. Yes, Metal Gear Survive by Konami is uh, one of the first games that came out after the uh, departure of Kojima, who is now along to make Death Stranding. Metal Gear Survive, I think, is their attempt to try to keep the Metal Gear name alive and survive and uh, try to work something with it. Does it have Solid Snake in it? No. Does it have anybody actual of, like, major Metal Gear importance? Not really. Does it have the name Metal Gear? Yes. Is there a Metal Gear? No. Uh, So what is Metal Gear Survive? And it's like, we had no idea. We kind of knew that, like, ooh, spooky soldiers that are possibly from the Metal Gear universe are now in this weird zombie world. And it's like, okay. And it's like, is there Kojima? No. It's probably going to fuck up. Let's see what happens. And sure as shit, it's just this. It it doesn't have anything close to the Kojima charm, I guess. I didn't realize how much uh, of a hand Kojima had on how weird shit was in Metal Gear Solid or any of those things. But uh, I just felt like with Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, that was interesting. It had that kind of charm. Even if Kojima didn't have a heavy hand in it, if at all, but Melgar Melgar survived without Kojima. I don't think it survived, man. I think it really shit the bed. But I think there was hope for it still. That's why I'm. Right. I'm I don't think it was the absolutely not surprised that this game shit the bed because I think there was hope for it. And Fallout seventy six, Fallout seventy six. A lot of people actually had very high expectation for it. Now, I'm not yep. saying that it is super shit to bed, but I don't think I think we're very surprised how bad it went. Like we kept getting surprised over the, like every single day. We got surprised with how like the circumstances with Fallout 76 and the stuff that came with it for some of the purchasers. We kept getting surprised every single day, single day, just saying, what the fuck? Bethesda, Bethesda did that now? 
<laughs> who said what? And it's like, Jesus, it kept getting worse and worse. I think that's surprising as shit. So I feel like if we're going to, you know, word it like this, the game that we're absolutely not surprised that this game shit the bed, it's going to be a tough thing because uh, a, a lot of them, we couldn't really call it from afar. Quiet Man, I think, yes, because we saw enough of it to say that this isn't going to be good. People are saying it's good, but eh, it's probably not going to be good. Uh, Melgris survived probably a similar thing. Fallout 76, I feel like uh, I don't remember any betas or anything that I'm suggesting you know, a chance because Bethesda is pretty behind the... Ever since uh, Doom came out, they were like, you know, we're not going to really try to give people uh, press release games or anything like that. We're going to let everybody see it day one and, you know, see what it's like. You know, we don't need those people to look at the copies early kind of thing. I, I hope they don't have that mentality still because they said stuff like that. It kind of freaked me out. I was like, Bethesda thinks they're hot shit now. And, well, they're, they're making hot shit now. And Bro. so, <laughs> Ooh, what, hot what, takes. What, what do you think? Quiet Man, Melgar, Survive, Fallout 6. I think they're all shit games, in my opinion. But uh, which one are we just not surprised? We're just, we see it on the side of the road and we just keep looking forward because we, we know what's there. It's not that exciting. It's just a bad game. Um, I've never actually played a Metal Gear game, but I've seen plenty of Let's Plays and I've read through some of the lore. Um, from what I know about Metal Gear Survive, it was more of a disappointment lore-wise or uh, more of a disappointment to the ideology of what a Metal Gear game should be. It wasn't yes. actually a bad game. It was just a very generic survival action game. So game-wise, it wasn't the worst. It was just that, all right, we don't have Kojima. There's no Snake. There's no reference to any Metal Gear characters, core Metal Gear characters. So actually, what's the point of Metal Gear Survive? And I think it's that uh, confusion that uh, like Konami is going through a dissonance and trying to figure out who they are without Kojima and actually how to survive. And so to me, this seems more like a hit or miss than anything else. So I feel like maybe we could eliminate it because it wasn't a, it, it, it shit the bed, but it wasn't kind of, um, it wasn't this overhyped thing. True. Like, right. Well, well as you would say, we, we weren't surprised that didn't shit or it, we're, like, we're not it, surprised that it didn't shit the bed. It, it, I, I feel like, uh, Fallout 76 and Quiet Man are two of the stronger contenders here, just because when I saw gameplay of the closed uh, beta for Fallout 76, and I saw that it was basically Fallout 4 76, I'm like, this is not going to perform well with how janky it is, and this is so close to the release date as well. How many of these issues can they realistically solve by the release date? Unless they're maybe playing on an older build, but I don't think they were. You know, I think this is the only chance that Fallout 76 is going to ever get an award from us. So honestly, I'm I'm okay with handing it to him. Um, Quiet Man, uh, again, is one of those hit or miss, but I wasn't surprised that it didn't do well. But I think I think we should, uh, uh, for for the sake of doing the right thing, we should give it to Bethesda. Okay, yeah, rightfully so. For uh, Fallout 76 and all the things that came along with it, uh, it is awarded the absolutely not surprised that this game shit the bed. Bam, it's done. Okay, so what is the next one, Nick? This one's also a little bit of a doozy. Best star video game industry person. Moment of the year. Slash. Oh, boy. So the options, we got three of them today. Uh, first one is the boy we were talking about earlier, Kojima. We have Todd Howard. A.K.A. God Howard. God Howard. Pardon, pardon, pardon me. <laughs> and then uh, Wyatt Chang. Now, right. Kojima is now part of uh, you know his co own company. I believe it's called Kojima Enterprises or something like that. 
right. let's see todd howard i believe is bethesda correct yes and uh he he made a very very popular quote about uh go ahead go ahead and say it nick i i i'm sure you're gonna word this a lot better than i can uh oh i can actually say if you don't remember it are we thinking of the same quote uh, about skyrim oh yeah no i don't remember the exact quote okay yeah uh, paraphrase yeah you know todd howard was famous uh earlier this year for saying we'll stop making copies of skyrim if you stop buying the damn thing right yes he said now i remember we'll stop porting skyrim if you stop buying it after he put it out for alexa there was he, an amazon and sorry not an amazon echo an alexa skill for the skyrim i think that's what they're called okay I, I guess uh, I believe you. you yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, apparently you can play Skyrim through your Alexa. And uh, best star video game industry person of the year. Uh, I'm going to say maybe oh moment of the year. It doesn't mean, you know, because uh, if it's best star video game industry person, which is a big word phrase right there, it's yeah. easily going to be Kojima. But we have moment here. It's yes. a moment. So for Kojima, I would say his best moment is probably any time that he let more than 20 people see one of his trailers. So <laughs> it, it's fairly simple. Look at having him sitting there you know, crossed arms with, uh, you know, his boys over there and the show a trailer and everybody's just slack jawed and confused and then ewing out when you rip out a toenail. Oof. No, thank you. Uh, oh, I mean. I guess yes, thank you. I'm not sure. I have mixed feelings on it. I think everybody does. And then he's just I can imagine him just getting upset because nobody understands. They they don't understand me, mom. They they don't understand what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> and of course, Todd Howard, I would say his best moment. Unless you got a different uh moment that uh you want to uh, try to suggest. Well, uh, is there anybody else that you want to uh I'm sorry mean, any other have, moments? We uh for who? Todd Howard? Yeah, I guess. Uh, cause no, Todd, Todd Howard, I think he knocked it out of the park with his Bethesda conference this year. Just him being on the stage for most of the things that he said and did. Um, he delivered a strong, a very strong case for Bethesda that year, uh, this year. And honestly, the moment he's just like, oh, by the way, here's uh, here's some clouds, some mountain peaks. And here, by the way, it's Skyrim 6. Everybody, hey, no, 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 not Skyrim 6. Elder Scrolls 6, hey, you know, oh, that was boy. enough. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um but and then Wyatt Chang, if, you know, just to clarify, Wyatt Chang is a uh a game designer, a big one over at Blizzard Entertainment. Yes. And uh he, he go ahead, go ahead. He is he's very popular for is he? Yes, he is just a little bit. How uh, how he, popular is he? Wyatt a, Chang is so popular that he's a Reddit meme. That's how popular he is. Um and you know you're pretty popular if you're a Reddit meme. Um, we had BlizzCon this year. Yes, we did. There was a presentation for Diablo. Yes, there Everybody was. Everybody was expecting Diablo 4. Yes, we did. Wai Chang walked out on stage. And yes, he did. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm done. Jeez. <laughs> he presented Diablo Immortal, I believe it is. Eternal? One of, one of the two. Uh, that's for the uh, for the mobile. And... Th 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 Immortal, yes. Not a lot of people were happy um because the game has been untouched practically unchanged unpatched for two years uh, uh diablo 3 specifically and people were expecting news on at least something on what's happening to the future of the diablo series the main uh core games um we didn't get any of that there was a question answer session after uh after the uh, little speech that they had the little conference 
somebody said something. Uh, I can't remember the exact context or what the question was that the person asked, but it was in relation to um, how could you present us a mobile game when we were waiting for uh, Diablo 4. And he goes, um, you have phones, don't you? <laughs> and I can only imagine the look on, like, <laughs> the faces he saw, like, Oh shit! I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that, should I? Can you can he, you imagine what Blizzard's PR rep was doing sitting? Yes, in the back? <laughs> like Mr. Chang probably saw the chain around his leg as Activision PR is just tugging at saying, "Come here, you, you fucked up." And he was like, "No, I'm sorry. Please, uh, you guys got you guys got wonderful phones, right? That's what I meant. No, <laughs> come here, Wyatt Ching. You really? I don't know. I mean." He's still working there, so he he you know didn't do anything too crazy wrong, but uh, I I guess not. But I I cannot speak to how much of work goes into making a video game or into making a new idea. They tried something; it didn't go well over with the community. Uh, but there was no reason for uh, a community member to word some word a concern or ask a question in that manner and be so rude, uh, because it's not going to get you anywhere. These are people that uh, spend a lot of their time; it's their job. They get paid to do this, right? Sure, it didn't go over so well, and uh, things can change in the future, but you don't have to be so rude. So, A, the person who asked the question was an asshole, and B, the response by Wai Cheng was, was, made him look like an asshole. Um, both sides his, are guilty here. In his defense, uh, when it comes to publishers, especially with the PR, they are always trying to make sure that they're either, either neutral or positive, unless it's at the expense of another, you know, competitive company which they right. rarely do out of respect anyways so, you know there's a couple of times you know they they let ceos of uh, certain console companies kind of you know throw throw a strike at uh or a stone at somebody else but uh when it comes to developers developers you know maybe somebody like white chang is a little bit more pr trained but they are more equipped and willing to speak their minds so much as uh say whatever the corporate overhead wants you to say you know, maybe it's because he's harder to be replaced. He's, uh, you know, okay with that idea. I don't know. I mean, Todd Howard was in the same boat. He's, you know, he's the fucking CEO. And Kojima, well, he's fucking Kojima at this point. He'll he's, do whatever he wants. He's ascended godhood. I mean, yeah. if he wants to, he can enter a skit for some random reason to answer a question about hentai. It's like... And speak fluent English with no, absolutely no accent whatsoever. For content purposes. And so... The big question is, what is the big moment here? Was it Kojima making his big break and you know working on Death Stranding, which we don't know if that's a game or not anymore? Is it Todd Howard saying, hey, we'll, we'll stop making Skyrim if you'll stop buying the damn thing? Or is it Wyatt Chang who had to deal with the blowback of the Diablo mobile game that came out and when he was asked about it, responded with, don't you have phones? <laughs> what, what what's the what's the big one here? Because I feel like Todd Howard is sitting out because it was just a, an offhand uh, comment that was kind of funny. But White Chang, you know that that was during a heated moment there, like a, a slightly intense moment for a passionate group that went to BlizzCon, and Kojima's just been all over the place. So honestly, I don't know what would be the uh, the best. I mean, um, it's opinion here at this point. 
I would I would remove Kojima because I believe Kojima needs his own category because I don't even think Kojima knows what Kojima is doing. I don't think you can really categorize He's Kojima so as fast anything. In he doesn't know where it's going to stop. <laughs> so Kojima. It's, a, it's its own entity. You have to treat it as a different being. Plus, this is 2018. His game is not out yet. He has yet to spread the, the full length of his wings. So... Honestly, I think Kojima is going to be a sleeper hit for this year, and we're going to see even more crazy shit come in 2019 and 2020. So I am okay with giving the award of uh, best star video game industry person question mark moment of the year to Wyatt Chang, if you are. I believe it would go to Wyatt Chang because Todd Howard made a... The perfect statement for how capitalism works, but in a practicality sense, in a functional point of view. Uh, There is a product that is selling. It's making them money. Nobody's really upset about it. So why Uh, should they stop making that product? That is true. That is true. I'm going to say it right now. I'm not saying that people aren't upset about all these different ports, but then stop. I was talking about Fallout 76, but yes, you know. Yeah. Uh, He he, (laughs) he probably is like an official fireman with how many fires he's had to put out so far at this point. With Wai Cheng, it's the perfect encapsula- encapsulation of the the more grittier, dirtier side of capitalism as to how they're looking at every possible avenue to make money. Do you think he wanted to say that line? Do you think he wanted to work on a mobile game? I, I, I do. I think he wanted to work on a mobile game. I think... Who, Honestly, I do, and and not to say this in a bad way, but anybody who makes a mobile game like Diablo Immortal, they they were truly excited at the prospect of reworking this wonderful game and presenting it in a different manner. And then, so imagine what it's like when you've spent, so, you've worked hard for this, uh, and then you, you go finally got the ball rolling, and the fucking audience, and the people, everybody's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> you're like, the "No, thing fuck you're passionate you. for." And it's, yeah, it's like you, you guys are mashing middle fingers at each other, yeah. and saying, "Fuck you, nah, fuck you, might." And it's like, so I can I can understand. I I honestly don't think he meant to say that, but if was, if you go up and present some of your best work, and then people just shit on it as an adult, you're gonna be like, "Well, fuck you, I'll do what I want." It was the politest, most passive aggressive "fuck you" I've seen at a BlizzCon. Uh, it could have gone a lot worse if he lost his temper. Good, you know, it's, yeah. Don't you bitches have androids because iPhone ain't where it's at? Just, <laughs> <laughs> he could have I, I, he could have gone the uh the fucking valve route where it's like every time you complain about half-life 3 not coming out we're delaying it for a year just to see what happens <laughs> that's why it doesn't exist man so next up on the list uh kudos to you white chang for that most anticipated announcements that didn't happen nick uh what, what, what do we got on the list here looks like we got three hits or uh vanishing hits uh big explosions that made no sound Made no bang. It wasn't even there. The three nominees are Atlas, Diablo mm. 4, oh. Waluigi, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, I could be mistaken, Nick, but I feel like I may be lightly biased here. And uh, I, uh, as someone who really, really absolutely loves Diablo, I feel like uh, Diablo 4... I feel like the lack of the announcement is going to cause me. Ah, fuck it. Why did Waluigi not come in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Come on. So just before we get into that, I'm going to quickly talk about Atlas. And we discussed it briefly uh, before we started recording. Please. Um, Tell me the story. Atlas was slated for release on, let me just get the dates uh, correct over here. I believe the 19th of December. 
um 30 minutes past the launch date uh when they promised that it would be out on steam stores uh they sent out a tweet uh the developers sent out a tweet saying oh by the way jk we have to push back our release date uh to friday the 21st of uh, december um atlas is a open world mmorpg style pirate game with flying ships real ships tanks it's just kind of like a free-for-all kind of just have fun thing from what it looks like a little bit more advanced than sea of thieves mind you yes um, uh, as it was uh marked uh would feature forty thousand players on a server and immediately drew comparisons as what cfds should have been thank you forbes for that one uh yeah. well, i mean cfds is playable right now so i mean yeah. take your pick well uh, to that extent i will describe uh, remove uh, atlas from the categories because apparently it is now playable so it has officially been released but i just want to take a dig at the company this is not how you practice business if there's something that goes wrong you have to let people know in a timely manner because there are people who will pay money for for games for a game that you promise on a specific date you can't let people know 30 minutes after the release time supposed release time and then promise another release time. They, they, they tell her they even made a trailer on the day that it was supposed to be released on the 19th. They launched a trailer 30 minutes after the supposed release time, uh, showing so showcasing the same some of the features they've already showed, and then releasing the new launch date at the end of that trailer. I mean, I'm looking at this right now. Atlas, uh, like this article by PC Gamer, Atlas is now available in Steam early access two hours ago. Two yes. fucking hours ago. Yes. That and it was announced. It was supposed to come out yesterday too. Keep in mind, that's what the, they promised. I mean, it's in Steam early access. This does explain why Sea of Thieves is dropped on the thirty bucks right now, because it's like, hey, do you want this fumbled uh, thing that you don't know when an update will come, or do you want Rare, the you know the the well known and respected developer that's always been by your side, and Microsoft backing it with Sea of Thieves, and it's like. You got, you got a fair point there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just really wanted to take a dig at them, um, uh, but I'm going to remove them from this category. The the real, the competition is going to be between um, uh, Waluigi and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Diablo 4. Uh, Diablo 4, again, purely being a dig at uh, Wide Chang's presentation and just Blizzard. But really, I think the, 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 the global community outcry from Waluigi missing from Super Smash Brothers is is clearly overwhelming and disgusting. And, I, I will admit, I, and disgusting honestly, practice by Nintendo. Waluigi deserves it. Waluigi needs redemption. If he's not in Super Smash Brothers soon without needing to be paid for, this truly is a disservice to the history of of Nintendo. With Sakurai now out of the the picture in terms of who chooses the characters is now up to the company Nintendo to decide which ones become DLC purchased. But you're right with Ridley, with fucking K rule now in the picture. Now I don't know about you, but I feel like Waluigi has been long clambered long before Ridley or K rule. Now I feel like Ridley might've been in like wanted since melee days, but I think ever since Wario came into the picture and I realized that it was a real thing that could have happened but at the same time that's a personal opinion at that point right i am totally okay in accepting the idea that people were anticipating diablo 4 being announced this year and then having the carpet pulled right under him with the whole announcement for diablo immortal uh i'll vote for waluigi in my heart 
but I think for this award, I think it should go for Diablo 4. I think Diablo 4 should have been announced this year, but it, it got nothing. BlizzCon had, was the perfect opportunity. Could have done the picture as you described previous episodes. It didn't happen, and it fucking sucks. And you would think it would have happened because uh, Activision, if Activision ever did any sort of market research, they'd know that Diablo 4 is a cash grab, instant cash grab. Um, and I'm sure Blizzard would make it a good game, but I, I agree. Diablo 4 should have been should have been announced this year, or at least they should have confirmed at BlizzCon that they were working on the future of Diablo, which they did, I think, only last week. Not necessarily, they said they were working on uh, future installments for the Diablo franchise, but they did not confirm Diablo 4, which is what I think people are looking forward to more. We know Diablo Diablo 4 is going to happen sooner or later. Yeah. We technically would like to tell ourselves that Waluigi, if the will of the people demand it, <laughs> which is not the case because Nintendo is an interesting creature, uh, that is not guaranteed. So no. to, to naturally anticipate Diablo 4, Diablo 4, that's okay. That's acceptable. It was naturally anticipated. Did not happen. I'm going to say that gets the award over Waluigi. Or, I guess, Atlas, if you yeah. don't want to mention. Uh, all right, what's the next one, bud? We've got uh, the next category is Best Trailers of the Year. Um, we have four nominees. Yeah, four big ones. Uh, thankfully, we are, uh, for once, not super or sorry, uh, super Nintendo heavy. I almost saw no. the wrong direction there. But um, we do have a Nintendo category, or sorry, a contendee. Of course, uh, and and I watched the trailers that we've put up here, um, or we've nominated here, and I have to agree that trailer was is a strong contender. So we've got Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. Death Stranding, <laughs> Last of Us Part Two, mm. and Destiny Forsaken. Now, Destiny just, Two Forsaken. Just for clarification, does the Last of Us Part Two trailer does that come with the uh, the three minute solo guitar play that was played over at the E three performance? Uh, not the one that I watched. It was just the. Uh, I, I'm just kidding for the most part. part. Oh, okay. It, it, do you do you remember that over at E3? The guys that sat there. No, because with, I've like no a straw hat looking down, just playing on this nice acoustic guitar, and that was it. And then they just uh, switched to the the actual fucking trailer. Uh, so. But uh, Super Smash Brothers, Death Stranding, Last of Us Part Two, Destiny Forsaken. They all had a, uh, maybe not in an initial, some of them were initial. For example, the one we're referring to for Super Smash Brothers, if you remember, was during the direct uh, showed uh, Splatoon, uh, the Inklings battling each other, and all of a sudden it started getting dark. And then when the Inkling turned around, it saw it glowing in its eyes, the burning emblem of Super Smash Brothers. With brothers and sisters far away from her, reaching out from the shadows, saying, join us. It showed us that that was the announcement. It was huge. Everybody lost their fucking shit. And for good reason, too. Now, Death Stranding. Death Stranding has a good few uh, things that you can pick from. I'll let you decide, because uh, ambiguously, I just feel like all around, it's just Death Stranding, uh, when it comes to trailers, you can pick any of them and go, what the fuck? Like, quality-wise... It, they're fantastic cinematography is on point oh yeah it's just we just don't know what the fucking thing's about <laughs> exactly it's not, it's not really it, it. It. it's like me trying to read the bible in japanese it's like i want to i kind of want to know what's going on but i can't read this i don't understand this <laughs> uh last of us part two 
uh, was part uh, trailer uh, and part gameplay footage, I guess you could say, rolled up in one. Where it showed a uh, nice scene with Ellie hanging at a party and whatnot, just having a drink. She's a little bit older now, uh, spending time with the guy a little bit, and the more, well, interesting, in the guess, in this case. So I was hanging out and dancing with the girl. And uh, during a kiss, showed a five to ten minute scene of her traveling through a group of... Uh, looked like religious zealots or whatnot that were hunting for people and you know showing her sneaking around and brutally murdering them and then after you know wrapping that up uh going back to them finishing the kiss or whatnot and that was you know last of us part two and it's like yeah ellie is not an innocent person nor will she ever be she has seen and done shit honestly i think ellie has done and killed more shit than fucking laura croft at this point from tomb raider like if you're the put them in a fight, no holds barred, I think Ellie might win. And that, that might be a, a battle for the ages, actually. Ellie versus uh, Lara Croft. Ooh. But uh, lastly, of course, I would like to give mention, and uh, Nick uh, showed me this, and I was like, wow, okay. Destiny Forsaken had an original trailer. Now, don't think about the, we'll take the reef by storm kind of shit. It was this nice guitar piece that I was playing. And a scene that we all know now when we play Destiny Forsaken with the, well, the Forsaken uh, slowly walking in on Cade 6. And, you know, guitar playing, you know, as they're all marching towards them, showing each of the villains. And then uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Sov? Aldrin Sov. Aldrin Sov walking up with Cade's gun and, and beat with the song. It's just dramatic, and you know, if that's somebody's first impression of what the next expansion is going to be like, just losing instantly one of your favorite, most iconic characters in the entire fucking game, just right there, that's got to be mind blowing. And just seeing all the fuckers walk away, and it's like you got to know more about these. Why the fuck was there a betrayal? What's happening here? So, those are the trailers that we we're talking about. Which one do you want to give the hard pitch for? This is this is difficult. Uh, I don't have any emotional or, ties to Last of Us, okay. So I really can't speak too much about it. Uh, the, the trailer, the the one that you showed me, was rather long, so I skimmed through a bunch of it, uh, except for like the initial and the end, and I just skipped through the middle because there was a lot of the sneaking around and fighting because that was the gameplay. Um, sh- sure, it was. Uh, uh, um, the the film class that I took in the summer is coming out of me now. It it created a nice context on uh, the kind of struggles and the kind of person that Ellie has now become. Um, I do know sparingly little about the game. Um, Super Smash Brothers was was epic. It was um, it was it, just it changed it, the mood of everything of a normal maybe slightly boring uh, scene. Hundreds of people, thousands of people at the presentation. I would say hundreds of thousands of people watching or soon to be watching this simple trailer of the inkling walking around. And then suddenly it shows that just the fucking bass drop that they hit right there. It's just like things changed because you got less than a second to realize what happened before they slap in the face, the reflection in the eye of her looking up and it slowly fades into focus. That's when people are, you know, it shows them realizing at the same time, and when people pieced together what was happening, boom, there it was. 
and then you have Mario uh, just shadowed and his face covered in shadows. That's the most badass version of Mario I've ever seen. It looks fucking Um, fantastic. Now, granted, I would say uh, in terms of like quality and input and quantity, all the other ones have have it easy, but it doesn't necessarily make that a bad thing. I think Super Smash Bros. had a impact that just hit hard that I mean, Destiny Forsaken had a good moment with that too, but I don't think it had the shock value that, I, I mean, maybe Death Stranding did when you rip out the fucking toenail, but that, that had some <laughs> shock value. But it's like, I'm shocked and I don't know what this means versus I'm shitting my pants because Super Smash Bros. got announced, even though we knew that already. And um, For me, I'd pick between Super Smash and Destiny. Okay. Uh, they both are simple. Nothing complicated is going on. It gives you enough contextually or like narratively to continue and push the story forward next on what's going to happen. And and it's just not crowded. It's, you know, it's nice and short and you're just left feeling, all right, what the fuck now? Uh, if that's the case, then uh, we're if we're going to whittle it down to Super Smash Bros. and Destiny Forsaken, Unfortunately, I am biased for Super Smash Brothers because I saw it when it happened. Right. Like I, I understood, it, felt the experience. I when you showed me the trailer for Destiny Forsaken, I feel like if I was invested in the game at the time and saw that, I I would be wowed just as well. So that makes sense. It, the only way I can uh, potentially settle this, with, besides declaring both uh, Super Smash Brothers and Destiny Forsaken as the best trailers of the year. Because as much as I love Last of Us Part Two, it was a great trailer. It wasn't the mind-breaking trailer. Uh, the only way I can settle this is by flipping a coin. So, honestly, I would, I would agree on Super Smash Brothers. Um, because purely because those those are my kinds of uh, announcements sometimes. Where it's kind of like, hey, you know, what's, what's up? We're just out here Whoa, having fun. Dude. And then it's kind of like music change, tone change, everything. You turn around. I think Super Smash Bros. did just the mind-blown thing. And Destiny yeah. 2 was like, holy shit, that just happened. Because it, start, it started off on Cade's face, and you could already see him injured. Yeah, like you, you know, know like happening. Sh- yeah, but yeah. You like, it set the mood immediately. And Super and Smash Bros. destroys it into a different direction. Yeah. Uh, with the story from Destiny 1 and some of the in-game lore in Destiny 2, we kind of knew that Aldrin was still alive and he was going to do something. So seeing him was not so much of a shock. Um, and then knowing that Cade was there injured, all right, he's probably going to die. But also inside you're thinking, I hope he's not going to die. He can't die. Cade cannot die. And then you see him get shot with his own gun. It was just more of a, it, it, sure, it was mind-blowing, but it's kind of like, all right, I need to know what's happened. They're getting us invested in the story. It was more of a pulling us thing. Whereas with Super Smash Bros., it's kind of like, all right, you fuckers asked for it. Here it is. And then it was just this epic kind of like, whoosh. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> let's, let's see what's going on with the uh, Inklings. Uh, maybe there's uh, like a cool shirt or something like that or that we're going to get in the game. And all of a sudden, it just that was not suggested no one knew it no one expected it yeah it was just boom there the destiny for destiny 2 forsaken initial trailer was a tease the super smash brothers trailer wasn't was an announcement was a statement i feel like uh super smash brothers trailer was like having a great birthday party and then fucking keanu reeves showed up like whoa (laughs) yeah and yeah. Keanu Reeves wanted to play Super Smash Bros. Really yeah, whereas whereas with uh, the Destiny 2 Forsaken trailer, it's like you're going out for lunch with Keanu Reeves. And you're like, all right, let's see what happens now. Yeah, this next. is great, but uh, I was not, I mean, I, I this is cool. Uh, you know, I'm here, I'm nervous. 
Yeah. But yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, I agree. Super Smash Brothers. Okay, thank you. Best trailers. Uh, best. Tra- I, I I did say trailers, so technically we can give uh, a huge runner up to Destiny Forsaken. So I think we're gonna do that. Best trailer of the year goes to Super Smash Brothers. Super honorable mention the Destiny Forsaken, and then you know looking over in the corner the uh, you know the, please look at us Death Stranding and Last of Us Part Two. Yes. Now the next one I, I was actually kind of hard to do. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. The uh, best game to play. On the toilet of the year. Don't you love these prepositional uses? This is terrible English, by the way. <laughs> Who Best cares? Best game to play on the toilet. Yeah, I, I know, right? We, we English good, dude. Yeah, right. we're, 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 we we master casual quest. <laughs> um, nominees for this category are Pokemon Quest, Shin Megami Tensei DX2, Dragalia Lost, and for whatever goddamn reason, Destiny 2 on the Vita. Um, okay. Tyler, explain yourself. So, the, there is an optimal way of being able to play Destiny 2. And have you ever gotten so tense in a shooter that you felt like you were just going to shit your guts so hard? And so, having a way to be able to play in your hands while sitting on the toilet, it, it just seems so good. Destiny 2 on the Vita, like using the PS Lite for the Vita to the PlayStation 4 to play destiny 2 so what if there's no button schematic to where you can't run who cares so what if you can't really aim or walk around you just got to stand there just stand there at the tower be happy well at least you're at the right place to dispose of the game if you don't like it right in the toilet along with your poop well i mean if you drop the vita it's not gonna destroy the game you're just gonna destroy the vita because it's streamed over oh no what a loss oh no come on The, the vita was an excellent system like two weeks of its release and then everybody forgot about it it's i'm sad. surprised you i'm surprised you only like stuck it up in the frame on your wall i'm surprised you didn't drive a nail right through it <laughs> just hammer that some bitch into the wall that's uh, it's like break in case you're upset and then i'm, I'm just gonna stake it like a vampire <laughs> and i want to watch the soul of some poor manufacturer come out of it no just uh, the one person who'll cry out in the out somewhere in rhode island Oh, yeah, a single tear. He's like, I'm crying, but I don't know why. Like some Sora from Kingdom Hearts level shit. No, it's like, it'll be one of his horcruxes. (laughs) (laughs) There's little bits of his soul embedded in every single Vita across the entire world. Hey, if that's the case, that's he's got a lot of good shit going for him at this point. They no one touches them anymore, so he doesn't worry have to worry about them, you know, dying or being broken. Yeah. Oh man, man, that was a smart move. The the Horcrux (laughs) Vita. Anyways, Uh, anyways, scratching that out. So best game to play in the Twill of the Year is Pokemon Quest Shin Megami Tensei DX2, which is another one that was uh, highly mentioned by Cam when it came out, and Dragalia Lost. Now. I'm not gonna lie. I when I when it comes to playing on the toilet, I haven't done that since elementary or middle school. I I played on my phone before, but that was more like to check Twitter or whatnot. So honestly, you know, sitting down and playing Pokemon Quest, I feel like only idiots would do something like that. Now, Nick, uh, have you ever played any games on the toilet before? Um, I would take my DS and I've taken my Switch in there uh, a few times. Not often, because I don't often think about it. I've taken my Switch in there once or twice. What games have you played on the Switch on the Twill? Uh, let's go, because it's easier in handheld. Okay, I was going to say, I mentioned you setting up in the sink and like trying to curl one out and then <laughs> swinging your, uh, your 
your fucking Joy-Con. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because sometimes when I'm just, you know, especially when my roommate's not at home, I, I like to take my time and just sit there for a while. You know how it is. I yeah, just, just let it slide out yeah. when you're trying to work up your IVs. I, I can respect that. So, who, uh, Shin Megami Tensei DX2 was simply a mobile game that I want to add to the list to shout out to Cam because I feel like you'd want it there. Uh, I don't think it's going to win between the two of us, though. Uh, Dragalia Lost is another good one, but that requires some concentration. And if you're trying to, you know, drop some rebels over in the old Sarlacc pit, I feel like you're going to want more attention to that. So that brings up Pokemon Quest, the game where you hardly have to do shit, typically, right. unless unless you're in like super end game level stuff. And so we all know that uh, the toilet is infamous for taking a break to read shampoo bottles. So a game like Pokemon Quest would give you the opportunity to sort of open up Reddit, possibly? That, okay, I, I, can, I can see this. I can work with this. Uh, like I've told you before, I feel like if my wife ever caught me taking the Switch to the bathroom, uh, I, I would I would get like the couch like the, that yeah. that has some nasty ass little shit. But I respect those who you know do it because I'm no better with the phone. You know the phone, the switch. There's no difference except my uh, my wife is not going to play games on the phone as much, nor you know kids yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. Hopefully, and I'm so. and I'm and I'm very careful with where I keep it and what I'm doing with my. I know hands, you're not so. wiping your ass with the Joy-Con. Come on, geez. I would hope not. I hope not either. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, I would argue Pokemon Quest would be the winner of this category here, just because it, it'll give you, it's it, you can go back and forth between Pokemon Quest, social media, you know, then go back check your progress. I feel like the only other game that I really played on the toilet, and I have done this before this year, uh, was Persona Four Golden, and that did not come out this year. Pers- uh, Pokemon Quest, I can see doing it, so I would be okay with calling that the best game to play on the toilet of the year. All right, let's do it. Okay, um, locked down. Bam. It's done. So, Our next category is a fairly yeah. simple one. Straightforward. Best co-op game of the year, Tyler. Now, I personally think that uh, this is uh, an important one to mention, mostly because I feel like there are some people out there who might have forgotten some of these co-op games. Like, wow, if they talk so highly of it, why don't they give it a shot? You know, why, why wouldn't they give it a shot? And so I personally think that we got some good contenders and if they don't get picked at least they still would be good recommendations right so we got was three i just added a fourth contender because i totally forgot uh i agree with that addition thank you uh first one is kirby star ally for the nintendo switch came out earlier this year oh i I guess technically they all did didn't they Jeez. overcooked two stardew valley and sea of thieves now I want to clarify, I added Stardew Valley uh, specifically because the multiplayer feature only came out this year. That is that is true. I can work with that. Uh, that's a small stipulation for a price to pay to get the award. I think that's fair. Uh, which one do you want to argue out first? Which one should we take off first? Um, prob- probably Overcooked 2. I'm going to fight you on that one. I've only seen gameplay. Um with okay with with sea of thieves you, you're building a, a story or an experience with the I'm people say, not too much with. of a story there's no campaign but no, I'll work with but you. you build story with the people you play with it's up to you ah, yes, the, the legendary the pirate captain the chris gains yeah um with stardew valley you're essentially it's it's like second life but better you're starting over this life where you've got 
you know, your own farm. It's a shared pool of money. You can decide how you want to go about it with your friends or whoever you're playing with, how you want to uh, split the money for who gets the upgrades, what you want to plant. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you, it you're sounds building like, memories. It sounds like I need to put a defensive stance here before uh, we, you know, try to take it up to the, uh, the noose here. Overcooked 2, Overcooked in general, is a fun action game. And for those who don't know, uh, Overcooked uh, is a game where up to four people can play. And uh, you're running around trying to cook a certain meal with uh, the ingredients around in this kitchen uh, to fit an order. And uh, you, everybody has their own role. You can play by yourself. It's a nightmare. You can play with two people. That's optimal. Three, I think, is best. And four is chaos fun. Like, uh, it's like uh, nobody knows what their actual role is, but they're trying to cover everything. Right. And you're talking about building a story with Stardew Valley and Sea of Thieves. I feel like Overcooked 2 offers that, but with uh, less investment. Because I feel like uh, if you play Sea of Thieves, you need to know what the fuck you're doing if you want to have a good time. Uh, Overcooked 2, you don't need to know as much. And it's a good, fun couch co-op game that you can just sit down and play with somebody else. Now, the same can be said for Kirby Star Ally, but Kirby Star Ally uh, offers minimal challenge for the most part, and as, as much as I played it, it just didn't feel like uh, it was the best Kirby game. It was an okay Kirby game, but it doesn't make it, you know, it, it was an average game. A good co-op game that deserved mention, but nothing more. Overcooked 2, I feel like, uh, is a good casual couch co-op game that has a strong contending chance to win co-op game of the year. Stardew Valley, uh, through proxy of my wife, was a great game, a fantastic game. It was uh, the best call to Harvest Moon, even when Harvest Moon itself was out there. Uh, when uh, the, the competitor split off, I believe it's called, uh, what was it called? Story of Seasons or something like that? I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, Story of Seasons, uh, the other version of uh, Harvest Moon. And then this showed up, and everybody loved it. One person, for the most part, made Stardew Valley, and it just turned into this great game. The only thing that people really wanted more was co-op. And lo and behold, it came down. It rained from the heavens this year, and everyone saw it was good. And then, as we mentioned before, Sea of Thieves, it's somewhat lacking in terms of what you want to do, but with the right amount of motivation, see liquor... Uh, you don't have to have uh, you know something in front of you. You can just fucking do it and have fun with it. Now, can you do that sober? Yeah, you can. It wouldn't be as fun. So, I mean, I did, if we applied alcohol to all of these, I'm sure they're all fun to some extent. So, <laughs> completely stone cold sober, which one of these games do you think would be a best fun game that you could play with other people? I, sea I, of Thieves. You still think Sea of Thieves? I still think Sea of Thieves. Okay. I, I personally think that if you want good casual fun, it would be Overcooked 2. If you wanted uh, somebody to sit down and play together you know, for a good while, it would be Stardew Valley. And then if you got co-op up to three or four people and you just wanted to fuck off and have fun, see if these for sure. The question is, though, the title is Best Co-op Game of the Year. It's pretty generic. So I feel like Stardew Valley, it didn't give as much of a, a big announcement and uh, clamor as it should have, even if it was a good update. Overcooked 2 got a lot of uh, love and praise from uh, PlayStation-related podcasts and whatnot. 
Uh, Sea of Thieves definitely got it up there too, but it quickly dropped off due to the lack of content. Uh, I feel like it's hard to pit a, a game that fell off the face of the earth by uh, March against a game that came out to both these games that came out in the past couple of months. Uh, the question is, though, we don't know if Overcook is going to fall off or if Stardew Valley. I mean, Stardew Valley is pretty much eternal at this point. Yes, Stardew Valley is uh, ingrained into the indie gamers uh, catalog. So, I mean, in, in exchange for immortality, I'm going to shuffle it off of the best co-op game of the year you know, with mad respect. So with Overcooked 2 versus Sea of Thieves, I'm good with either. And if you're picking Sea of Thieves, I think that's going to be the best co-op game of the year then. I I Sea of Thieves is such a good game. Uh, again, the only reason I didn't pick it up initially is because I didn't want to get the game pass. Um, and and for 60 bucks, I didn't think it was worth it. But the two weeks I had it for, uh, for free, or I had the game pass trial, I had a ton of fun just sailing around um learning how to actually use the sails navigating the full crew. yeah i learned some shit i forgot about that you learned some cool shit like how to sail how to do a hard turn which uh would probably normally rip the fucking ship in half but who cares oh, i, I love it i love it just randomly dropping the anchor when my <laughs> when my friends are trying to do something let me know when I'll... they drop it <sighs> i didn't say the drop it whoops <laughs> um see if these will take it away from me too Okay, then best co-op game of the year with contenders Kirby Star Ally, Overcooked 2, Stardew Valley. See if these is the winner. Right. All right. Um, next one. Our next category here is 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 mostly you. Uh, mostly me. Take it away. Uh, is going to be the best VR experience of the year. Uh, I have one that I personally played, and I'm going to vouch strongly, and then I have one that everybody else is shouting praise for. So this is going to be what everybody thinks is the best versus pretty much what i'm gonna think is the best so what are our two contenders here we've got beat saber and astrobot rescue mission now uh to explain what each of these games are uh beat saber imagine with virtual reality so you can look around uh you have a red and blue lightsaber one in each hand and you're swinging around it looks cool as shit if you could play a, a star wars game and dual wield lightsabers this would be the closest uh, simulation of it it's fantastic but that's not what it's about coming towards you and japanese pop style function are blocks that have arrows on it if the arrow is pointing to the left you slice that one with that colored lightsaber because it's different colored boxes to the left you see a blue one to the right you slice the blue one to the right and you're doing this a la dance dance revolution style to the sweet ass electronic music and just sounding and feeling cool at the same time you, you guys if you ever touched psvr you remember that magical time when you first put it on you saw it it changed a lot of things you know granted after a few weeks you're like yeah you know take it or leave it you know it doesn't have too much legs but that first experience when you pop in the headset and you play beat saber it it, it will bring it back to you it will show you love it is a wonderful and fun game now you can guess which one I'm trying to vouch for because Astrobot Rescue Mission is a game. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, for those who uh, played the, uh, I don't remember what it's called specifically, but it was a demo disc for the PSVR where you could play multiple games. Like uh, one person uh, tries to describe to you who's the bad guy at a cowboy uh, saloon thing, and you try to shoot the one in the head with a plunger. Or if you're trying to uh, capture ghosts or whatnot, and uh, you know the player's trying to tell you which one it is. 
or just simply trying to play as like a Power Ranger-esque figure running away from a giant VR headset wearing Godzilla-looking creature who's just using the head to smash buildings and knock it down on the players below. That has what looks like a beautiful and awesome successor, which is Astrobot Rescue Mission. Now, I can't tell you all too much about the game, but from what I can tell, people are heralding it as the best VR game answer in all VR games this year. Now, a lot of people have been agreeing that HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift, uh, technology-wise and from any standpoint, is a superior headset. However, thanks to the power of Sony Buckaroos, Sony uh, pretty much implemented that PSVR has the best VR games. And quite frankly, I'm not going to argue that by any means. I, I've, I've seen what they have. They offer both ways. I personally say Beat Saber is a better game, and I'm going to give the award to that if I can have your permission. Uh, just uh, let me have this one one uh, win here. But if uh, you want to give it a consideration and you want to play PSVR again and you have the headset or you're looking to get it, Beat Saber is absolutely my recommendation. And Astrobot Rescue Mission, I believe, is a strong second. Visually, Beat Saber looks fantastic. Uh, so I, I agree with you there. Thank you. Not, not to say that Astrobot looks bad. It's just Beat Saber is my kind of game. For, P, for a VR game, that's what I kind of imagine more than anything else. Um, to be like a starting game or kind of a game to pick up if you haven't put on your VR headset in a while. So It's weird because the, uh, the award is Best VR Experience of the Year, which means all of them. So why do yeah. I have two PSVR you know, games? It's like, like I said, PSVR but, typically has the better games. Yeah. But opinions. So, Nick, this one uh, sparked an interesting time with us uh, talking about it previously. Uh, the award is Worst Hardware Announcements. So what is our contenders here? We got two of them. Um, our first nominee is the PS1 Classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, it came out, I believe, December 4th or something like that. Sometime early December. Yeah, and we talked about it two episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and then our second nominee is the wonderful, the the almighty, the the supreme Soldier Boy game console. And console handheld, mind you. And, uh, my, so. I apologize. And the handheld, yes. Um, Which, you know, I'm sure is selling gangbusters <laughs> right now. I know, you think about uh, it, right? It's like... Jesus, like, does he not, aren't there, does he not have, like, a management team? And I'm sure, I'm sure had, they tried stopping him. He locked himself in the bathroom, pushing uh, the do it button on his phone. They just I, published I, everything. I feel, I feel like whoever these Chinese um, develop manufacturers are, they were just looking for the one person to sort of experiment, use as a guinea pig. Be like, all right, let's use a celebrity who's not too top tier but has enough of relevance in like social and pop culture to make an impact. <laughs> uh, and they're like, huh, look at this guy. Let's, let's try and see if we can get him to get in on it. And clear, they, they apparently he, did. He, and he, they put a fucking ham on a stick and just hung it down. And he ate the whole damn thing whole. And now he is the proud producer on the American side of this world yeah. for the soldier boy. Um, the PS one classic is PlayStation's attempt at uh, recreating what uh, Nintendo has been doing with the uh, SNES Mini and SNES, the, the the recent re releases yes, of their this, uh, classic uh, consoles. It came out, what I believe was marked the, I thought it said 21, but it could be 20. I'll have to double check the 20 or 21st anniversary of the PlayStation 1 coming out in Japan. Right. And so the, there was a big moment. They might have rushed it out 
they totally rushed it out but they grabbed as many of the closest uh roms and licenses that they yeah. could and they they got to put together and they got to put out yeah. and it, so the, it's out there yeah the issue is purely the kinds of games that are on it more than anything else is just not worth not worth it but i guess uh, me, it could go from worst to best uh depending on this one question has it been hacked yet honestly no idea i i i i have not heard any like mention of the playstation being hacked and i don't frankly, think people are like bothered even to try it's like yeah i mean i mean it's more expensive than elgato so it's like why would you at this point exactly uh but beyond whether it's been hacked or not i think the soldier boy console would is is going to take this category away um because it's so bad it's so good it's it this is this is the the truly the memeiest hardware announcement of the year um that i can think of uh, nobody in their right mind no legal no lawyer no copyright lawyer in their right mind would not ever even uh, america even, no it, this is a nightmare situation for them this is this is stuff of lawsuits nobody would even dare touch something like this so for the fact that the fact that it actually happened is is amazing and i commend him for getting this out there but it's one of the worst things i've seen in a long time it's horrible and it's it's like portraying a car accident as art at this point it's like sure i guess there's a design there's a method to the madness but goddamn this is a trash fire that you should not really respect or appreciate but you just can't help but giving it a perspective because that's what they want you to do it's like oh man uh soldier boy console i'm, I'm gonna say it like yeah. hard lock soldier boy console worst Agreed. hardware uh i would say also best and and you know in a ironic sense but I, i'm sorry ps1 classic I, I know you're trying to go for the worst but you know what you're you were just a little bit below average but then there was something that tanked at the bottom that caught our attention and there it is it was beautiful my god i'm so glad uh we found that <laughs> gosh <laughs> uh so that's meant it in uh nick I do believe that we're going to open up the secret category that we got going on here. I'm going to open up this giant golden laden chest and a special category custom designed from, you know, the shores of the Nylon mountains. I don't know why the mountains are near the shores now, but I guess they are. That's just how it is now. They, they can travel. Uh, yeah. Nick, what, what do we got going on over here? Um. Oh, okay. I see how it is. Uh, games. Nick needs to shut the fuck up about. Are, are um, you trying to put this on me, Nick? I I'm not saying. I, I didn't are you saying I typed I, I this? I didn't make the category, Tyler. I you, I don't you, know what you didn't make the category. Tyler. I don't know what you're talking about. That sounds um, as real as the Nylon Mountains. Uh, nominees are yeah, Overwatch. Oh, oh, oh. Destiny Two, Fortnite. Okay, so this self-deprecating. I say that very legitly. Category games Nick needs to <laughs> shut the fuck up about 2018 edition Overwatch Destiny 2 Fortnite. Honestly, you can take your pick at this point. I, I was I'll just let gonna you... say it's gonna be a three way tie here. A three way tie. I are, are are you okay with a three way tie? I'm okay for... with a three way tie. Yes. Bam. Okay. So this is uh, this is my New Year's resolution right here. You can fight. You can you can make me eat a pen if this doesn't happen <laughs> in the new year. My new oh, resolution geez. for the show is I will try to play at least one new game a month to talk about something more. Are you going to eat a pen? I got the pen that I think I told you I would eat yeah. one day, as well, as well as some hat somewhere around here. It wasn't uh, a hat, it was a lay. It was, oh, I was going to eat the fucking Wayne lay. Yes. Uh, 
honorable mention for me i also want to give a shout out for for uh world of warcraft uh persona and then pixel spark or pixelmon take your pick yeah so games we talked and way pokemon too go much. we, pokemon, we yeah. talked the fuck out of we we, we we forced ourselves into a category because it kept getting mentioned every now and then that was just over the top <laughs> so yeah uh all right so uh next section is kind of a category we're pretty much done with our like most of our categories now we're just wrapping up our special mentions yeah Um, we should now we're wiping up here at this point yeah that was a good Uh, shit that was a good shit uh time magazine has mentioned uh the nintendo labo labo as the biggest video game technology accomplishment of the year um and i can kind of agree with that to some extent I can too because I couldn't find anything else that like really stood up to it all that hard. I mean, there's there's been talk about you know streaming consoles and all that stuff, but it didn't come out this year. So yeah, like what is the biggest thing? The VR. But, but the issue with the Labo Labo also is I think that there's just not enough support or like Nintendo didn't really push further pa- past the initial release. The yeah. idea of providing a platform for uh, children to be able to combine physical objects to interact with the video game is fantastic. That's the whole foundation of augmented reality. And it's a good, uh, as we talked, like when we talked about the future of gaming um, on our last episode, it's a nice way to sort of blend, um, you know, a physical activity and boost imagination with uh, the real world and the virtual world. But they should have partnered with other companies or some existing games or some new games into integrating these into those games. So can, can you imagine what, Mario uh Super Smash Brothers would have been with Nintendo Lab Lab, for example. That would be interesting, I suppose. I'm just I'm just providing an example, but like... I, I I will roll with you. Okay. I was gonna say that uh Labo Labo, uh, I know it's just Labo, but I like calling it Labo Labo. Uh I feel like Labo Labo is Nintendo's or if Mega Blocks was to attempt itself at uh augmented reality, this is what it would have done. Right. And it's, it went into the right direction, but it's so simple and, for lack of a better term, childish that they didn't even they didn't really know what to do with it. It's like, yeah. it's fun, it's cute. Where do we keep going with? This? Is there any way we can implement a Joy-Con to make a moving windmill? No. Uh, okay, what what the fuck do we do with that? The foundation was good. It just needs more, and I think they'll get there. But they have to really be consistent, uh, or not consistent, but they have to persevere. They need a better proof of concept, and they need to understand they might have to introduce like uh, little machines instead of the Joy-Cons that can be connected to the Switch that can be controlled from the Switch, exactly. like a motor or something like that. Yeah. If you could have a Nintendo Switch and Bluetooth a little tiny remote Labo car, and you can drive the Switch, you know, use the Switch as a controller, I think that would be fucking amazing. I think people would eat that shit up like crazy. Like, look at me. I'm using the Nintendo Switch to drive a car, and I'm racing around in this, you know, a pseudo virtual reality racetrack or something like that. Opinions, I know, right? Yeah, no, but but it it has potential. Um, we have a little category here: uh, games we should have played or wanted to play. Right. There's been a lot of games that uh, we can't really talk trash about because a we don't think it was deserved, and b we didn't get the player. You know, there's uh, yeah. quite a few games. It's not really uh a winner here is just ones that we wanted to mention say hey we think you're great we're gonna get around you soon it's just we got caught up in shit uh for me personally i wanted to give a big shout out to spider-man uh, i think spider-man was a big one that i really wanted to play but i made the mistake and chose fucking shadow of the tomb raider because i'm a <laughs> goddamn idiot 
Uh, second one is uh, it did come out uh, very early this year. Dragon Ball Fighters or Fighter Z uh, was a very good fighter game that I kind of passed up on because uh, no one else really mentioned it to me. My best friend did, and it's a great game. I played it once with them during a trip, and I loved it. But I just couldn't make the purchase into it. But as soon as I see it drops under like between twenty and thirty, I think it's going to be worth for me jumping on, or worth me jumping on. And lastly, for me, uh, Hitman Two. Hitman Two came out, uh, and I think that's another good, maybe not a redemption story, but a good recovery story about yeah. how how this company got fucking chopped off the block by Square Enix, which is another reason why people got pissed off with Quiet Man. Right? They they cut off hitman 2 and the company that came with it and then not only did the they make hitman uh, sorry they made hitman and then they made hitman 2 without the big buckaroos that they would have needed io interactive did such a fucking fantastic job with it and it provides a good vibe comes with fucking hitman 1 in it if you want to buy it as a little dlc i it's something i wanted to give a shot uh, what about you nick well what, what do you got that you wish you played this year um, there are two big games that I wish I played. Uh, Monster Hunter World, which I actually just got, uh, thanks to Tyler. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, I, I found a random code. I, I shit yeah. you not. <laughs> and it worked um, out in my favor. Uh, so I haven't played it yet, but I really wish I did get on to it a little earlier. But, you know, the PC version didn't come out until August, I believe, or September. Sounds about um, right, yeah. And by then, I was just too wrapped up in school and also just being set in Destiny 2 to, like, actually try it. And then God of War um the god of war games uh the original trilogy were fairly important part of my uh me growing up but i don't have a playstation so i didn't get the chance to play it uh so so all the gameplay has been fantastic to just watch i got a a wild suggestion for you ready for this yeah so let's say hypothetically that you have a playstation 4 controller yes now have you messed with uh, the? Well, you probably haven't even touched the like a uh, PS4 uh, link to uh, PC. No. So when I did that through the internet for Destiny 2, it was both tolerable and enjoyable. I was able to play it on the TV, no questions asked. So I wonder, I wonder, Nick, if you were to get a PlayStation 4 controller and get the program downloaded and you linked up to my PS4, if you'd be able to play it. Not only would you be able to do that, I would be able to watch you play my fucking PlayStation 4 through the TV at the same time. I think this is something we should consider exploring in the near future. It's interesting. Interesting. I know, right? The the only downside is it's like fifty-five fucking dollars for a PlayStation 4 controller. <laughs> yeah. Uh you might be able to cheese around it, but I wouldn't recommend it. But uh yeah, okay. So that is uh games that we should have played. Uh we got only we're we're near the end here. So, Pretty much near the end. Yeah, the, the, our personal game of the year, uh, the one time we're actually going to be fucking serious. Yeah. Uh, Nick, you still left yours blank. I'm assuming as a surprise or something. I or No, I, st- I, I don't fucking know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, personally, there's a bunch of games that came out this year. A ton of them. Nintendo, Xbox, uh, uh, shout out to Sea of Thieves, and then PlayStation. But after playing this game not caring for any of the rest of the series and whatnot, and then falling in love with this game, I'm giving 100% my vote for God of War. God of War is fairly simply, or fairly and simply, it, it was a fucking fantastic game. And if you haven't heard or, you know, touched God of War, I, it's like, if you don't have a PS4, Nick, I understand. But those who have a yeah. PS4, a chance to play this game, should. They should have. 
It was a fantastic single player campaign. You don't have to worry about outside interaction. It was done right and it was done well and it was the best I could ever ask for. But what about you, Nick? You got to um, think real hard after you know this whole year of delivering on this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nick has his true personal game of the year. I I I don't know. Um, Honestly, I'm surprised you just don't say Destiny Two Forsaken because I feel like I, he's going... I, I, I want to say Destiny Two, but I don't want to sound you know cliche. Like I, I am repeating myself for the most part. Destiny Two would be the one that I've spent the most time in this year by far. Without and you doubt. had fun with it, so if oh, that's your so game of the year, the who cares if you're cliche? It means um, you enjoyed it. It's okay. True. You're allowed to yeah. be invested. Even if you might think you're overly invested in some shit, you spent <laughs> enough time with that game to appreciate for what it is. And if that is your game of the year, I can totally respect that. Destiny 2 is my game of the year. Then, oh, Destiny 2 Forsaken specifically, because that came out in 2018. I yeah. don't think Destiny 2, oh, GTLC. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't want the, I don't want the game of the year lawyers <laughs> coming in, okay? I'm still thinking Understandable, that. understandable. Like uh, the best game to play in the toilet of the year, I, I feel like they're gonna kind of swoop in on us. Like technically, you can't play uh, on the toilet; you got to be sitting on the toilet or some shit like that. But we do have one last one, don't we? We have one more category. We have one more category. This is the important one. Very this important. The, we've we've had I think three or four categories that were like more industry standards, but this, this is the true industry standard category. This one we spent at least a week or two just like hardcore pounding our chest and just fighting the fuck out of each other just trying to figure out what is the winner for this category the winner for this category almost ended casual master quest but then like like a beacon of hope the true the true winner appeared and showed itself it last shined week. down from the fucking heavens above casually held by the goddesses Nehru, Feror, din themselves it's not even for that system or that publisher. It's not Zelda. I, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, yeah. This, <laughs> Breath of the Wild from 2017 returns <laughs> from the grave to strike again. <laughs> We're taking 2018 by storm. No, it, it, it's not Breath of the Wild. So the category, Nick, is true game of the year. The truest. True the, game of the year. Now, the argument, of course, is, you know, uh, no true Scotsman argument, all that stuff. Is, is there a true game of the year? maybe but as i said as we said we've repeated so many times there is one game that we felt deserved the greatest praise nick could you tell me what is 2018 as voted by casual master quest the true game of the year <clears throat> uh drum roll please yes uh, ladies and gentlemen give me the most dramatic music drum rolls give me uh some chorus singing give me a, a dog howling sure okay I'll even add it to it, too. The true game of the year, as voted by Casual Master Quest of 2018, is Kingdom Hearts 3. And that's the end of the episode, folks. Thank you very much for uh, you know listening to us. I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. That was our thoughts, opinions. If you have any conflicting thoughts, feel free to contact us. We are on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. I'm found as two times Tyler on Twitter. I'm Tyler Vitito. Over there is Nick. Nick is at LRWarrior11 on Twitter, where you can also find him and his beautiful work on Instagram at the same name. And then on twitch.tv slash LRWarrior11. Is there any uh, imposing thoughts you want to throw before we wrap this up, Nick? 
Uh, just two things. Uh, this happened on uh, Saturday, December 22nd. Uh, Dr. Lupo is one of the more popular Fortnite streamers currently. He Absolutely. had a start in the Destiny community. He made an appear. He's made an appearance and been a part of Guardian Con that I pushed, uh, in, you know, earlier in the summer uh, for quite a bit. He raised uh, close to something like two hundred thousand dollars for St. Jude's Children's Research Society uh, Hospital. Um, he did a charity drive on a twenty-four hour charity stream on Saturday, December twenty-second. Um, as we are recording this, it is ongoing. Uh, he's about four or five hours in. Um, his goal is $269,000. About four or five hours in, he's at $174,000. Holy Pikachu. He's not, even, he's not even halfway through his 24-hour stream, and he's already more than halfway to his goal. Um, amazing effort by a lot of notable individuals for using their popularity to do good in the community. Um, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, my no, you shout gift. out, not just point it out, praise it. That's some great ass shit right there. That's Dr. Lupo on twitch.tv, twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Lupo. Um, amazing individual, and the amount of work he's done for the community is fantastic. Uh, beyond that, this will be uh, the second, uh, the penultimate episode before the year ends. That is uh, true. I wanted to wish everybody happy holidays. Happy holidays, uh, uh, happy Hanukkah for those, you know, it passed already. Whatever you're celebrating, I hope. Merry Christmas, Merry Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, Merry, uh, go see the Spider or Spider Into the Spider Verse movie if you're not watching or, you know, doing anything holidays, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, I think that's it, man. Uh, we, we landed on a good note. Uh, I think we broke both our legs as we landed for the true game of the year, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I can still thumbs up as I'm bleeding the death from the kneecaps down. Let's call it good here. Ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 32 of Casual Master Quest Game of the Year Awards special. And don't forget to never stop the grind. We'll see you next week for a big, beautiful bang of next episode. See you later, guys.